Praise the Lord and welcome to our weekly 30-minute podcast, The Elephant in the Room with Bishop Michael Bellamy. Our podcast will cover various topics that are often overlooked, misunderstood, or even controversial from a biblical perspective. We're blessed to have a team of wonderful producers who want to make each episode something that will be enjoyable and informative. In the previous episode, we discussed Greek life and provided information related specifically to Black Greek Life Organizations, or BGLOs. In this week's episode, we will host a roundtable discussion. Some of our panelists include Christians who are affiliated with Greek organizations that have either maintained their active participation or chosen to denounce their affiliation. Today's podcast was produced by Minister Juanita Jackson. It was edited by Lady Satoya Clinton and Sister Tynika Harris Coronado. I'll be right back with today's episode. Well, welcome to the elephant in the room. Glad to have all of our panelists with us on today. We're going to uh, begin our discussion and have you to share your experiences when you joined your particular organization and what made you join that particular organization. We have with us today Perry, Clarence, Smith, and we have our producers with us, Minister Juanita and Associate Pastor Corey. Let's start with you, Perry. What caused you to be interested in joining your particular organization, and what was the name of it? Phi Beta Sigma um, fraternity. What enticed me to join was the brotherhood, the brotherhood, the camaraderie, the close-knit family-type atmosphere. That's literally what drew me. Some of the academics, some of the other perspectives, you know, um, opportunities. When I um, began attending the University of Kentucky my freshman year, there are a few of the guys in the freshman class who actually joined fraternities. And so there was a little bit of excitement about that as well. So I ended up pledging the next year um, during the spring of my sophomore year. Now you mentioned, Perry, you mentioned uh, the brotherhood. Uh, for those of us that are not familiar what what that means as it respects to a sorority, what involves brotherhood? Activities, friendship, closeness, hanging out, going places, confidence, having confidence in one another, building up one another's confidence in their in their esteem. Little things like that that they were big for a freshman coming in. You know, you know how it is. You. As a freshman in college, you're trying to establish yourself. You're trying to, you're learning to come into your own. You're becoming a man or a woman. You're starting from that approach, you know, leaving everything behind with your family. Everything your family knew about you and know, know of you, you sort of knew about that too. So in college, you begin learning more things about yourself. You begin to move forward into adulthood. You learn and then you begin to evolve. And so part of that is learning about yourself and learning your limits. 
and you look around for other like minds and others, and especially one thing that's really key is race, right? Coming in mm -hmm. and you're on a predominantly white or Caucasian campus, you look for things mm -hmm. that are like you and you look, yeah. you know, you look to hang out, you look to connect, you know, and so that connection is important as well. Would you say that the the brotherhood and the other things that uh, the organization offered, was this something that maybe you had not experienced prior to your affiliation with that organization? Was it something that you had been missing in your previous experiences in life? Or was this just adding more to what you already had? It was something I was missing. Okay. They addressed something that was missing in your life. Clarence, what about you? What organization did you join? And if if I can use um, Perry's word, what enticed you to to uh, join that particular organization? Okay, the organization that I joined was Alpha Phi Alpha, and what prompted me probably started in high school. In high school, I attended West End High School in Birmingham, Alabama, and during the '80s, at that time the culture in the schools was sort of like a college atmosphere when it came to what we call clubs and organizations. So we had a lot of clubs throughout the city that the high schoolers would join. And a lot of the things that we did and the activities that we performed mimicked what was going on on the college level with the fraternities and sororities. So it was nothing mm -hmm. for any given weekend for one of the clubs in the city at that time to have rented out a facility and have a party. Um, one of the clubs might have been hosting a step show to do car washes and different things as such. Some of us did community service, but it wasn't much of that. It was mostly on the social level. This was just a way to kind of be out there and, you know, enjoy yourself from a social aspect. That's one of the things that I enjoyed. Um, there was a common mindset that the brothers had one to another and, um, that's what you tend to gravitate towards. So that wasn't something that I was missing once I came to college, but it was something that kind of continued on. So um, as I went on to college at Alabama State University, what people tend to do when they join a fraternity or a sorority is try and find um, like-minded people. They would join a fraternity or a sorority based upon how they see themselves or how they want to be seen. Me in particular, I saw myself as being a leader. So I saw that the brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha on this particular campus were leaders on mm -hmm. the campus. Um, they displayed themselves as such. They displayed themselves as studious young men. That's how mm -hmm. I wanted to be seen and this is how I, seen my, I saw myself. So I naturally gravitated towards that. So if you're pursuing a sorority or a fraternity, a lot of times you're looking for on like-minded people. The brotherhood, as Brother Perry just alluded upon, it did attract me as well to be a part of such a scene. Um, on the undergraduate level, a lot of times people want to join, and I know it was the case for me, a big part of it was the social aspect, the party and having a good time and doing all mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I wanted to do that as well. But mm -hmm. I also knew looking beyond that was the connections that I would make with the brothers and not only the brothers, but sisters as well, that would more than likely benefit me as I moved on from the, the college scene. 
post-college years and going out into my career. So you kind of want to make those connections and network as such. So I, I thought that was very, very important to me. And um, these were some of the things that attracted me to um, join a fraternity, you know, as well as the positive things, as a lot of times is alluded to the community service and different things that we did throughout the community. Elaborate a little bit more on the mindset. What were you looking for okay. with that mindset? The mindset was sort of like what I spoke of earlier. Um, you're looking at people who thought as you think, um, who whom you see yourself as being, um, particularly at Alabama State University at that time, I saw a lot of Alpha Phi Alpha members who were in the SGA, who were leaders of the campus and the campus scene. So this is how I saw myself. People who were, you know, in those positions where they were leading other people and doing positive things from that aspect. So th that's the way I saw myself and that's the way I saw myself going forward. So I wanted to be a part of that and also be a contributor to what was already going on. Mm -hmm. So you, so you, you had you had something to bring to the table. You were a leader mm -hmm. sitting at the table with other leaders. You brought value to the table, but you also wanted to be able to learn and grow from them as a leader as well. Is that, is that what you're saying as well? That's right. When you when you come into, say, a professional athlete, once when they're a rookie on the professional ranks, they're looking to the more experienced people to learn from as they continue to grow in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, this is mm -hmm. what I was um, driving towards as well. Shortly thereafter, joining the fraternity, I became a senator on campus. So I was the Commuter Student Association Senator. So I represented the, um, the people who were staying off campus in that aspect. At that particular time, we had an SGA president who was an alpha. Then we had a vice president as well who was an alpha and a lot of other senators. So we were in these positions and, you know, we saw it, saw it as being a microcosm of what was to come as we went on in life. We wanted to continue to be <laughs> leaders and to be those who were driving positive things throughout the community as well as the campus. Very interesting. Uh, Smith, what about you? I was a part of uh, Kappa Alpha Psi. And um, yeah, I don't really have that type of story. So with me, I came from a uh, a really small town, 3,000 people. So I didn't know anything about Greek life literally until the end of my sophomore year of college. Um, I went to junior college initially, and then I transferred to my four-year university. And the first probate I actually went to was a, was a, a Sigma probate. And um, I was like, no, nah, that's not it mess with your Perry. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and then after that, the second probate was a capital probate. And um, I was like, oh man, this is interesting. You know, they, you know, they look good, they smooth. And at the time, that's how I viewed myself. Um, I really didn't know about brotherhood and all of the rest of the stuff that, you know, comes with being a part of the fraternity. I just felt like this was something that I was interested in. And at the time, the main reason I moved to the particular city and went to the university that I went to was because uh, of a guy that grew up three houses down from me. And um, he was a sheriff over in, um, 
in the next city over, over in uh, Phoenix City. And it's crazy, but so through him, I knew someone else who was actually part of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity from this particular chapter. And so after that, you know, I went to a interest meeting and that's when I kind of started learning a little more about brotherhood and what the organization had represented. And they actually presented it at the time as a Christian organization. And during that time as well, I don't think I was, I don't think I was saved. I was, I was raised up in church. And so I, I identified as a Christian, mm-hmm. um, wasn't, but wasn't really operating within the Christian values. Yeah. So, you know, I became more and more interested, kept going to certain meetings and, you know, then the rest is history, decided to join. I noticed that when you mentioned the group that that Perry was with, he was like, oh, okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> we going yeah, there. <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, he, he, he went to the University of Kentucky. So like, that's a major thing. So I can't talk too much about it, but you know, I was just giving him a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never went to, I never went to a uh, university or anything like that. So I know it's a lot of competition with, with the, uh, with the uh, sports teams and et cetera. Uh, mm-hmm. Is this competition as well between the various uh, Greek organizations on campus, Perry? Yes. Yes. In a way. And I was hoping to, I was raising my hand to hopefully interject because it's good that we have a couple of people here, the identity that's one thing I was picking up from Mr. Smith. He talked about how he went to a Sigma informational or, or probate and he saw it. He's like, that's not me. One thing I remember is when I was interested in everything, I was recruited by a Q or, or Mega Sci-Fi. Their nickname was Q. And he was, he was a football player as well. And then there was a basketball player who was trying to recruit me as well to Mega Sci-Fi. And, you know, just sort of lightly filling me out, and, you know, why don't you come? And I'm like, hey, man, I don't know nothing about that. You know, this is my freshman year of summer school. But my, I immediately, after, after pledging and after taking a step back and looking, always with Mr. Smith, what he was saying, the Kappas are always presumed to be smooth operators. <laughs> Sigmas are always presumed <laughs> And stereotype to be intelligent, nerdy guys, which is who I okay. identified with. <laughs> to me, okay, the Mega Sci-Fi were rough dudes. They were just big, rough. They loved to have fun, rough. And the Alphas yeah. were a mixture of all three of the others: intelligent, some of them nerdy, some of them smooth operators, some of them rough and tumble. And so I. It, it took me being in an organization and stepping back and looking at it and seeing it. So I've always had a respect for Alpha Phi Alpha. The other two, though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clarence, is, is that a right representation? <laughs> a, a right representation? Yes. Um, I believe it can be depending on where, what campus you're on. The campus that I was on, I would say that um, we may not have been as all around as Brother Henderson is, is alluding to is explaining uh, because we didn't Mm -hmm. have too many guys that were like roughnecks. Uh, We had more more so guys that were Mm -hmm. on the nerdy side or, you know, leaders, that kind of thing. 
So mm-hmm. there's different stereotypes. It depends on where you are, because you, you you could be on some campuses and the cues are the mega sci-fi, you know, pretty much intelligent and smooth. Yeah, campus they always gonna be smooth no matter where you go. Those those <laughs> guys <laughs> that tends to be consistent, but <laughs> but the black campuses, you're right. Yeah, but, yep, yeah. but um, but I've run to quite a few campus who have been great leaders and very model citizens in in the um in the community. So I commend them on that as well as the the sigmas and the cues. You know, each and every one, man, because it depends on the person how they're going to represent their fraternity or sorority. Because, you know, an undergraduate, from an undergraduate stance, people tend to kind of veer towards the stereotypes a lot more so than when you get out in the real world. You know, when mm-hmm. you get out in the real world, mm-hmm. the true colors mm-hmm. tend to show and, and shine forth and come up to the top. So I commend them all yeah. on what they're doing. And, you know, I, I really have great admiration and respect for each and every one of the, the divine nine, as they say. That leads to my, to my next question I wanted to ask you, uh, Smith. Is, is there a mutual respect among the brotherhood? You know, great question. You know, I, just to piggyback off Clarence a little bit. Well, to ask you directly, yes, generally mm-hmm. speaking, I think things change. That's why I, I love hearing Clarence's perspective because uh, I think he's he's from a different generation from me. and. Things when um, years and years, you know, ago, up until now, um, it's changed. The Divine Nine was, it was a, a one big family, you know, if you will. And over mm-hmm. time, it became more and more competitive, more and more separated as well. You know, at my particular university, it was almost gang-like. To be honest with you, it was really bad at, 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 at it was really bad at one point, you know. Um, you know, college kids acting like we're gangsters, you know. You know, generally speaking, I, you know, I would say so. You know, some of my closest friends are part of different Greek organizations. And um, you know, we were it was mm-hmm. more so, you know, we give a hard time off the different stereotypes, you know, whether it was you know being too nerdy yeah. or you know, too pretty, you know, or all mm-hmm. types of things that goes mm-hmm. on in the environment. This is Bishop Michael Bellamy. I hope you enjoy our podcast and subscribe to our Facebook page. You will find our weekly 30-minute podcast on many of your favorite platforms. Would you please tell your family and friends to listen in as well? We would also love to hear from you. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook and via email at theelephant2022 at gmail.com. Uh, Minister Juanita, let's let's get a, a female perspective on here. Were you a part of any group when, uh, when you were in uh, college or university? I wanted to be. Growing up, my sister was um, a part of the um, AKAs that they had like a little ball or something. And so that was my first introduction to Alpha Kappa Alpha. And then also my brother was a Kappa. My oldest brother was a Kappa. And then, you know, um, Clarence was an Alpha. So th- those were my introductions. Um, when I went to campus, though, when I went to Dillard University in New Orleans, which is an HBCU, 
I kind of like saw the Deltas. I felt like I fit better with them, but something happened the day I was supposed to, that I was going to the AKA informational to turn in my information to be, you know, just to try to be a part of that sorority. There was an incident that happened and my roommate found out about it later on. And she didn't speak up for me to, I guess, you know, when they, when they had their conversation about different people that showed up, my situation was brought up. Um, I ended up being late because of the whole situation, um, but it was brought up and no one spoke up for me at the time. And so I wasn't chosen to be a part of the AKs. Never been bitter about it. I felt like if it was for me to do it, it would have happened. But I was always around it. All of my friends, best friends, close friends are either AKAs or Deltas. And so, you know, I got to see a lot of what um, they're talking about tonight. Even, you know, with my brother, I got to see him going through pledging. I got to see him coming okay. home sick as a dog. My mom not knowing what was <laughs> going on. And, you know, just a lot of, you know, we would see marks on his bodies, different things like that. You know, as little kids, we didn't know what was going on. But as I got older, um, but it's very, it was very attractive. And um, I did initially want to participate. I didn't consider it in grad school because uh, by that time I felt mm-hmm. like I had networked enough that I didn't really need that. Mm-hmm. So I just decided mm-hmm. not to do it in grad school. Many Christians aren't affiliated with uh, Greek organizations. Perry, in your opinion, is this okay? Where's your focus? And where are you in your walk with Christ? That's the biggest, that's the number one question. I Don't would, you? <laughs> I would ask back. You know, is where are you going? And why do you need why do you need a fraternity or sorority? I was talking to Elder Bellamy earlier. I have a, a good friend of mine. He's got children the same age as my children. He's about 10 years younger than me, and he went grad chapter for Alpha Phi Alpha. And I worked hard to convince him you don't need to be an alpha, you don't need to join a fraternity mm-hmm. because you know. No understanding that they weren't going to get pledged, you know, and that's one thing we probably need to touch on. And Sister Jackson brought up, and I'm seeing Brother Smith and Brother Clarence. You guys went to black colleges, you guys went to HBCUs, and I went to a non HBCU. But it's important to understand that that is an important aspect of pledging is being pledged in haze. Okay, and that's something that we probably need to visit later on. But I have some issues with it now that I, you know, I don't even, I haven't denounced my organization or anything like that, but I don't see a need for it. So I will always say, really, if you're in your right Christian mind, probably not. You know, I, I wouldn't promote it. Okay. No big issue. Just, okay. I wouldn't promote it. You can work with the Greek organizations. Sister Jackson had friends all in college that were in Greek organizations and she was able to coexist without pledging her values or pledging herself to those organizations. So that's that's me. Sorry if I went too long. No, you're fine. What is your perspective on, on that, Clarence? Is it okay for Christians to be affiliated with Greek organizations? Well, I feel that as far as the church is concerned and your walk with Christ, there's nothing that you can do in a fraternity or a sorority that you can't do with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, matter of fact, that's the way I live now. I do more with the church than I ever do with the fraternity. Mm-hmm. 
But on the other hand, I do thank and praise God that there was a brother. He was the pastor's child. And he pledged Alpha Phi Alpha alongside me. It was 20 of us. With him being the pastor's child, when we were pledging, he invited us all to church. And we were still online pledging. All 20 of us were there. We sat in the road just like we were pledging, you know, whatnot. And we enjoyed <laughs> the service and whatnot. And uh, we went back to doing what we did. And out of those 20 guys, one guy kept coming back. <laughs> and that was me. Exactly. And it made a great impact upon my life. So much so to the point that after becoming an alpha, maybe about no more than a year had I been an alpha, I would say I didn't denounce the fraternity, but I indirectly denounced it. Mm -hmm. I was I was getting ready to get married to Juanita's oldest sister. Mm -hmm. And when I was out with the guys, one of the things we tended to do was drink and party and, you know, have a good time doing the social thing that most college kids do. It was maybe a night or two before I got married. I told the brothers, hey, I'm not going to be with y'all no more. I'm about to get married. And a married man shouldn't be doing this and that and that stuff. He was repenting. You were, you were repenting. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew I knew within my heart, you know, see, because there was, there was a life before, even when I was in high school, when I was, as they say, in the Pentecostal realms, I was a Baptist coming up, but I was tearing for the Holy Ghost at that time. Never did receive. But um, that, that itch was still within me to be a part of that life. You know, there was still something drawing me to God. So this was the perfect excuse for me to get away from all that stuff. So I told the guys, I ain't going to be with y'all no more. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, someone didn't mm -hmm. believe, you know, because I was gung-ho. I was one of the main ones. It was a head of party, you know, getting drunk, doing all that stuff. But um, whenever they had something, I was doing it. But I got away from it. I got married. And that opened the door for me giving my life to Christ, getting saved. Um, I think you used the words um, baptized, spirit-filled believer. Yes. This is where this mm -hmm. happened for me. Maybe almost a year later, I finally, you know, committed. So I thank and praise God for that brother, brother Aaron, him being there. And inviting us to church, you know what I'm saying? Even though he was a pastor's child and he was already saved. See, Aaron, he didn't indirectly denounce the way I did and just separate myself away from those guys. He continued to do a lot of the things, but he didn't, he never party. You know, he was never <laughs> doing any of the drinking on the social stuff. But <laughs> all the other stuff that was associated with the fraternity, he was right there. That was good for him. But for me, I knew that I couldn't be around the brothers and not be drawn back into some of that lifestyle that I did not want to be a part of. So I had to kind of, for me, I wasn't strong enough. Aaron, he was at a point in his life where he, he continued to do that and um, be an alpha. So what I found out later in life as I did get stronger is that, hey, I'm back with the brothers now. So we're not kicking it on a daily basis as we did undergrad. You know, I may, may get with my brothers maybe two at most three times a year. And that might be mm -hmm. something we, maybe we're just eating together or maybe we're doing some kind of um, community service or something like that. But um, I'm not active in the grad chapter, but if there's anything that my brothers here in the local area, whenever, you know, they say, well, we got this community service project and we need some help doing this or that, you know, I'm with them. So okay. that, that's, that's, that's where I stand there on that. Um, It can be a good thing um, 
you you need to let your light shine you know whether you're in one or you're not in one and you can be a blessing to someone either way fantastic well friends that's all the time that we have for this episode i hope you have enjoyed today's episode and it was produced by minister juanita jackson be safe stay healthy and god bless